0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to United Voices, a podcast brought to you by the people at Foster's Voice. Hey, it's great to be back. We just uh, launched, relaunched, I should say, um, with my co-host, Ashlyn Bates, who's here with me again today. Hi,
1: Ashlyn. Hi, Kevin. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Um, It's great to be back to cut another episode of United Voices with you. I think uh, we did a great job. I'm going to go ahead and pat ourselves on the back. I hope uh, it had great response and those who didn't get a chance to listen to the episode where we introduced you I hope you will go back and listen to it and hear a little bit more about your story but moving forward today we have a new guest and this is a gentleman who I am incredibly fond of I've had uh, the pleasure to get to know him over this past uh, year or so I've known him uh, a little bit longer than that but this past year we have become really close and It's an honor to have with us today uh, Mr. Jeff Banks. I don't use the word Mr. very often with him because he really truly is like a brother to me. He just is a gentleman that I really admire, I love. The guy would do anything for anybody and I'm going to let him take over from here and I'm going to let him just introduce himself a little bit to all of our people out there um, that are listening and let them uh, hear a little bit from Mr. Jeff Banks.
2: Well, thank you, Kevin. Thanks, thanks for having me. And Ashlyn, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I really do appreciate it. And uh, I've said it before, what you guys are doing here, um, just to talk openly and to speak freely in, in this space is something that um, I find helpful and, and only uh, of goodness. So I really appreciate you having me on and, and able to talk. Um, a little bit about myself. Yeah, my name is Jeff Banks. Uh, I'm uh, <clears throat> 44 years old. Uh, I've lived in the uh, the Quad Cities my entire life, pretty much uh, in Davenport uh, the, the whole time. I have a a wife that uh, been married to for 21 years. This September will be 21 years, and we've been together for 25 years. She's a lucky lady. Um, if you ask her how many happy years, you yeah, know, maybe a few. No, that's not. Sounds like marriage. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> She's like. And then I uh, have two daughters. Uh, the oldest is 22 years old, and my youngest is uh, 16. Having two daughters, it's been something that uh, has been, of course, a blessing. So the family is uh, very important to me. But uh, that's kind of the uh, the background of me in the, the Quad Cities, and trying to just be involved in community, community, and community. Um, what I have found is uh, being involved really helps me out um, in my journey. So. Um, that's kind of my background I
0: know you're involved in a lot of different things and I know that life can get crazy <laughs> I know just how busy my schedule is and I know you do a lot of different things you do a lot of stuff for us at Foster's Voice and with the Foster's Voice St. Michael's Men's Group and uh, I know that you do a lot of other things you know on top of the stuff that you do for us so um, i i get it i i get that that side of it but at the same time as busy as we always are there's always that need to feel like you need to do more to help help other people you know it, it that that's something that just always sits there it's something that just doesn't go away we always feel like we need to do more and i think that's That's what pushes me, and I think it it really kind of pushes you as well. I see that in you because I've never seen you turn anybody down. You know, we've had talks, and I I know how tired you get, but you just keep going, and you always say yes. I've always noted that. So I, I do appreciate that very much about you because I'm one of them that's always asking. So please continue to say yes.
1: So when we were talking about this podcast and revamping it and making it better, we were talking about some different ideas of things we could do on the podcast for our listeners to get to know the guests better and get to know our me and Kevin better. And so we decided that because mental health and mental illness and the community around mental health is such a great community. And sometimes it's a heavy topic and it's something that needs to be discussed. And we need to talk about mental illness. We need to break down that stigma. But at the same time, we want to have fun on this podcast, and we want you as our listeners to get to know our guests and whoever we might have on the podcast better. So we decided that we're going to have what what we're going to call the fun zone. We're going to ask a few just fun questions to get to know our listeners. So I have a few questions for you, Jeff. So uh, let's start out with what is your favorite activity or hobby to do when you have free time?
2: Uh, Oh, man. Uh... And I love that. So uh, one of the things, Ashlyn, that you're saying, um, and that's part of the thing that's so important, is this stuff doesn't have to be heavy. Um, it is heavy by, by default, but um, just like uh, within my intro or bio or is talking, it's important that we still also have fun. So absolutely. Uh, hobbies, uh, I have a love for, uh, for comedy and laughter, and so I will go down the rabbit hole of anything that would be, um, you know anything YouTube like uh, uh, stand-up comedy and stand-up comedians. so I like to laugh I think there's therapy in that and so um, I'm trying to now that not out of the pandemic or live shows but uh, to see as much live comedy I know we have uh, Nate Prakatsy's coming to the Adler and so uh, as much as possible uh, I'll go and enjoy that. Um, I Hobbies, I attempt golf you know, I <laughs> attempt it. I'll never say. I'll never say I'm good at it. But <laughs> okay. And so, uh, yeah, uh, golf. I like to try to try to do that. And then, um, I'm not a huge fan of most, or I don't know, most sports I don't follow. But I go. I double down with hockey. I enjoy going to the hockey games. And so our local sports, uh, the Quad City Storm. Um, I go with my nephew and uh, my youngest daughter, while they while they still put up with me. I like to go. To those with, um, and then I, I do find reward, and and I don't know if it's a hobby in volunteering, but um, I think it is something that um, uh, my default is to to be busy, and I try to use it for good. <laughs> so um, you know, I try to be active with uh, with hobbies that's around that type of goodness too. So I don't know if that's a hobby or activity.
1: That's great. Yeah. All right, next question: uh, favorite podcast or book? Oh
2: yeah, oh, books. <laughs> what? Podcasts So my favorite podcast ex- besides United Voices. <laughs> yes, of
1: course, yes.
2: Uh, no uh, the, um, So oh, man, this is probably out there. But it's it's probably just to unwind um, WTF with Mark Marin. So Mark Maron is a comedian, but also um, his insight in way through comedy, but also talking to guests they dabble into and go down uh, a theme of mental health as well. And so the through line is, you know, talking to artists, uh, comedians, um, musicians, everything. But then it seems to have a theme of um, just kind of, you know, anxiety and also depression and real talk. Um, He lost somebody within the last few years. And so Mm -hmm. also about, you know, grief and dealing with that. um, So, yeah, WTF's a good one. Conan O'Brien needs a friend if you need a laugh, um, and I don't know even how you feel or don't feel about Conan O'Brien in the past, uh, check out that podcast. Cause it's just, um, stupid funny. But then also the through line on that is like, uh, you know, like imposter syndrome or like, um, us questioning, like, uh, you know, what are we doing this for? Just kind of the through line again of like, um, yeah, sort of like the, what makes people tick and, uh, yeah, are we all putting on masks or just, you know, doing this for whatever? And so, um, yeah, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, WTF, and those are the two big hits.
1: And United Voices. And United Voices, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that yes. One's...
2: It, It's kind yeah. of funny how things, you
0: know, you listen listening to comedy podcasts uh, with WTF, but how, you know, comedy can have a way of opening people up uh, to mental health and, and to... Some of the things that they've experienced and um, I think one of the things and it's funny because as you mentioned it, I, I think that people use humor to talk about their mental health a lot of the times um, and it's a real serious issue for them. But the way that they deal with it is through humor. Um, I think a lot of people do that. So, you know, it's, it's really kind of interesting how, how you mentioned that and it's perfectly okay. Um, You know, however people do talk about it or how they feel about it, um, they're still talking about it. And people use humor as a way to do that. And, hey, whatever works for you. Um, But, you know, you start off cracking jokes and things are on a lighter side and it it can really quickly flip, uh, you know, to something a little bit heavier. And uh, I think that's great, the way that that works, Uh, you know, because that's how life is you know life's funny and it's it's uh comical and things are going great and you're having a great time and you know then life can get a little bit heavier but there's something to learn from that because then it can come back the other way and then it's uh you know it's comical and it's funny again so it's kind of a representation of how life can be sometimes and I think it's great that you know I think that people sometimes look at mental health and it has to always be serious. Yeah. And it's a serious topic, but that doesn't mean that people always express it in, in such a serious way.
2: Yeah. Oh, and I think that, it, and I don't think it's important. I think it's uh, necessary. I think it's crucial. I think, I think it's one of those things that, and it's not masking it or burying it or no, not uh, at all. hiding it. I think laughter is the shortest distance between two people. Yeah. and I think that um, it's uh, just a universal language I think it's the closest thing to I mean if if you want to talk about a real emotion and touching someone's soul it's either crying or laughter that's just a, a raw pure emotion and so we need it more than anything coming out of uh, where we are in the world or whatever else um, the best rule of conduct sometimes is to laugh at it and not, and, and not in a way that's uh, disrespectful but it's like What's the alternative? <laughs> the right. I mean, really, it is. and uh, Yeah. Oh, it's still fun. The fun zone. <laughs> All
1: right, next question. TV show or movie?
2: Man, I watched Saturday Night Live.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Man,
2: we forget about how just great that is. Even, you know, I know people are like, oh, it was during my time was best, but revisit some of the stuff here and there. Saturday Night Live, and then um, CBS on Sunday morning. Man. If you want to lean into a feel, watch that. I know I'm an old man. Whatever. Man. <laughs> Come on. Whatever. Watch it. It'll open your mind a little and, you know, it's goodness. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just, he's bound and down. I don't know. That was a bad rush.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's all right. Cheech and Chong's one of You're my good. favorite ones. Right. Yeah, yeah. who, who, who doesn't like up and smoke, man? <sighs> the first 20 minutes of that show, I can't help but just die in laughter. But more relevant than ever, revisit, like,
2: uh, George Carlin. I mean, that's... even want to talk about some. Boy, yeah, he, of the, he's pretty, pretty time, terrific. Yeah. It's, it's eerie how relevant now. Yeah. All
1: right, last Perfect. question. Yeah. Uh, if you could have dinner with anybody, living, dead, anybody in the past, anybody that you could think of, who would it be?
2: Um, probably, probably Robin Williams.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Probably Robin Williams, and then um, probably... And I don't know if you know this, but uh, probably Mister Rogers, Fred Rogers. Yep, yeah.
1: yeah. those are both great.
2: I think both of those. Um, I, I yeah, I, I think we not underestimate, or um, I think if you want to look to people, even spiritually, I think those are two people who represented um, people who are doing greatness in a way that's not um, something, any ideology, but just yeah, good stuff.
0: If you were if you were to have dinner. With Fred Rogers, what what would you wear? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man, it'd have to be the pullover sweater. Yeah yeah, either, yeah, yeah,
0: the button up, the old. Yeah, or or the zip up sweatshirt and change your shoes right there before dinner. Or yeah, what would you do?
2: Or could I do this speedy delivery outfit, Mister Speedy, Mister Speedy? I don't know.
0: Ah, that's bringing my childhood back to me now. Yeah, those, those would be interesting, because I'd like to really hear where, like, Fred Rogers was coming from, you know, because, you know, it, it was to him, it was more than just a show. He had a purpose behind everything he was doing. Well, we are a podcast about mental health and suicide awareness, and thank you for explaining a little bit about yourself and answering some of those fun zone questions. I... I certainly enjoy that part of it because I actually learned stuff about you that I didn't know. And, you know, I like to think that we're pretty close. So that was, that was pretty interesting. But the question that I have for you and that I'm really truly kind of interested in, because I, I feel like I know some of the answers, but I could be very surprised about this is what has your journey with mental health been like? And how are you doing today? Yeah, so, um,
2: you know, I'll kind of, I'll kind of talk of, of my story, or I guess not my origin story, how it um, began or re-began. But um, uh, the way it goes for me is uh, I have um, or had uh, one sibling, an older brother, um, Brian Banks, who was uh, two years older than me well in fact we were closer than that. We were 20 months apart so within two years of each other. So very close growing up in age, uh, close in everything that you do and uh, best of friends, uh, you know worst of enemies, uh, brothers, you know just how you are. And so um, you know as you you grow you have friends in different interests and whatnot and uh, Uh, I have my family and my two daughters and he had gotten married and he had a a son and um, uh, you know we stayed close and he lived in the Quad Cities and was around here and uh, my parents are still together and they're still around but uh, in 2014 uh, I was 35 years old he was 37 and he passed by suicide on September 3rd 2014. Man, I'm so sorry man. Yeah and to say that it was a shock as some may know is a uh, is a understatement and um, what happens or what happens for me is uh, I try to wrap my head around it and try to figure it out and I am very analytical and uh, part of my uh, mental tick is to try to rationalize things I think that's everybody's idea right away come to find out and is trying to figure things out and so um, what I have learned and I went on a journey of really learning as much as I can, going to as many talks, going to as many um, anything that I can find or any speeches on or any books that I could read and what I learned was there is no wrapping your head around it Um, and that the only way through it is to go through it. That is a that is a tough tough haul and what I try to do now and it's been now it'll be nine years in September is I try to help others to as much as they can wrap their heads around where they're at and how they can continue on their journey. What had happened for me was two days after my brother's suicide was my nephew's birthday. He turned six years old. We still had his birthday. I mean he still do everything. We're still at Chuck E Cheese having a birthday. Um, His dad had just passed away. Uh, Two days before that was my daughter's birthday life goes on one thing that you learn is that uh, it just becomes different and so um, I went down and everyone goes down the emotions of the whys, the what-ifs, the could-haves, the should-haves and that is something that will uh, never Ever go away what you do is you learn to um, sit with it and again um, you continue on and grow and so eight weeks out from my brother's passing I was at a place where like I couldn't take a breath like I still was trying to figure it out like I can't I don't know like and so you know I talked to my doctor and right away I mean and this is only sharing because I'm saying there's no shame in whatever you have to do to at first like we talk about when you're on an airplane and there's turbulence and the air masks come down you put them on yourself first so that you could breathe before you help anyone else otherwise you're useless and so I did go on a medication at that time to just be able to take a breath and there's no shame in that I then had seen a counselor and since then I've been in therapy on and off and still I know when I need to see a therapist again or when I found a good one or whatever and I'll be having sessions coming up and I know when I'll need to reschedule Um, to be in it and go through it is what you, you need to learn and so um, eight weeks out I had called NAMI the National Association for Mental Illness and I said to them hey look is there anything you guys have or anyone has and there was a peer support group at the time and they said hey there actually is a survivors bereavement support group it meets the first Monday of the month in fact it meets tonight and I was at work, and I had said uh, okay. Had I thought about it, I would have uh, not gone. Just like getting roped into this podcast. Yeah, man. no, no. But anyway, but I had uh, I I said okay, and uh, and I went, and it was uh, people who had lost others to suicide, and to be in a room with others and. And to go around and you share your story and hear where they've been on their journey. The one thing that uh, stood out so much was you're in a room with someone who I mean I almost still feel guilt because to me not to say it's just my brother but I mean I couldn't imagine I can't even go there when it's someone's child. Um, I know my mom and dad uh, obviously it's their son I I still can't fathom But to go around a room and be in a room with those people and others who have been through stuff, to me, I don't know how it wouldn't have, it didn't save me in a way that was so helpful. And the facilitator there will tell you, you don't have to share, you don't have to talk. In fact, she said the first six meetings, she just cried and didn't even speak, which uh, I know Sherry, and I don't think that's true. I think she probably (laughs) did speak, but anyway, uh, (laughs) and anyone's welcome to that. It, it was beyond therapeutic because you hear others and you go, I, oh, I'm not, anything you hear or share, you go, I'm not crazy as well. I know they're gone, but you still think they're walking through the door. Or yeah. you save something because it's whatever. The, the things that you can't even fathom, and I hope that people listening don't have to, or if you are a part of this horrible club that no one wanted to be a part of, you sit with those people and go amazingly you you don't feel alone. And you don't have to talk to those people, you're just in a room with them. And so that, along with, I had actually found uh, meditation at the Botanical Center. I went to a meditation that worked for me, um, along with that, and then therapy. And what I found was talking about it, and talking to others, is not a bad thing. And in fact, you're not opening wounds, you're not tearing off the scab each time um, if you're in a room that you're doing it and it's safe it's important and it's important to do that I think that's the reason there is I don't know the science behind talk therapy or that but I do know they're talking a lot about how peer support groups help in that just being in the room with people who have been through it and so where I'm at now in my journey eight years later is I have no agenda other than helping others who have been through anything that is related to mental health because what we find is suicide is the worst possible outcome or side effect for any type, any type of uh, mental health that is not taken care of and so the magic uh, bullet, the magic cure, there's a million different things at a million different times in a million different milliseconds and to say the why or the what-ifs or all of that um, the reason suicide sucks to talk about is because suicide sucks and if I were to give a speech and I'll only talk to people who will want to come to this moment and talk um, or I will talk to anyone who wants to talk. I mean, <laughs> here. I mean, you, you will. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But um, let's just say the word suicide 10 times. Let's just talk about it because it's not about um, suicide. The verbiage and the wording, it doesn't have to be that heavy. It's just the real sad result. And it really should be looked at, what I've learned on this journey, Um of this is that uh, if you die by heart attack, if you die by cancer, and believe me, I, I apologize, I'm not saying anything, but but the verbiage needs to be you didn't commit heart attack, you didn't commit cancer, and and if we're in the room and, and you say that and you've lost a loved one to suicide, I don't care what verbiage you use. Again, I'm not gonna, you, your your permission is to say whatever you want, I don't really, but the, the point is um, this is something that myself others we just have to do mental health um, we have to be able to say that I go to I still feel weird saying I go to a therapist I shrink you know I, I tore my uh, rotary cuff and I go to the ORA and I go to a physical therapist I could say that right now I still feel kind of weird but I say shrink and still okay and I'm not diminishing by saying shrink but I'm just saying we need to be able to just talk about it and all of those things that, um, that we say around it and all of the wording that we worry about, it just doesn't matter as long as we're talking about it and in a way that um, it's icky because it, because it sucks and to have a sibling who we have the same parents, we have pretty much the same upbringing. I don't think I'm any better or different, and so um, you really need to mind your mind in a way that um, all of us need to be open to doing the work, and then also not diminishing, and going well. I I don't know. To me, it's not as big as this. I think as guys or as someone else were like, yeah, I'm depressed, but I'm not like depressed. You know, that was always my part of the journey is like and I would even go to those meetings, and go, well phew, at least I'm not an right now. You know, I mean, which there is some I guess solace in that. But also, um, we all need to do
0: we all have work to the do the work to do. Yeah.
2: And yeah. so that's where I'm at. Sorry, that I don't know if that answers the question. That's where I'm at on my journey is eight years later, I work on myself and and do things I hope. So that I could help and take care of others and I take care and help others so I could work on myself and I do find that to be true and helpful um, the truth that I know with my brother's passing from suicide is that I do believe how would I want how would he want me to be every day I do think that's true and I know for a fact that he would even want me to, to be happy and, and good. Yeah. Um, I don't think everything happens for a reason. But once you know of suicide, you go, well, that's kind of BS. I think everything could happen the way it's maybe supposed to, but not for a reason. And time does not heal all wounds. Things just get different. And um, they do get better the way I've heard it in a meeting or somewhere that stuck with me and this is where quotes and sayings and that I'm a sucker for them because I, I think they're I think they're for a reason <laughs> they were said and they were remembered for a reason but it's like there's a boulder on your back with grief and it's still there it's still huge and you're carrying it and the only thing different is you just get stronger it doesn't get lighter you just get stronger and I find that to be true as well but uh, I will be an advocate for any group um, anybody doing anything Um, and when I had seen obviously Foster's voice along my journey when you guys came into the picture the community not to say and I don't like to toot your guys horn (laughs) but toot toot um, it's the real deal. You see people who are doing things in the community that are really doing it in the community and the agenda is helping people and to see that on a real basis at a real level is beautiful and and my thing would be to anybody else and this is where it gets hard is always question I guess a source um, Always be skeptical, but do not get cynical. And if there's been organizations that you've been scared of before or even that you've gone to for help and it's not worked out, don't let that skew you. There's always an an example of something that could be that didn't work out great, but be open to revisiting that because I know there are now great people and great organizations that maybe before weren't great, but we are blessed to have a community that's seeing this and they're seeing that what needs to be done and the hope that I have and the beauty of it, and this is where Ashland, it's amazing, is there's young people who are getting it and are talking and are seeing it. And so, um, that's where I see the light and that's where I see the goodness. So,
0: yeah, I, I agree with, you know, a lot of what you said, obviously a lot of it resonates with me, um, with the first words you said, shock shock's always the first emotion uh, that really really hits us we always want answers it's the first thing that we want we have to understand that you know there's answers that we're not going to get that we're never going to understand and that you know we always have to do that work we have to do that self-work because like you said um, the pain never really goes away it changes with time you know uh, I think we change, you know, through time is what really happens and, you know, I, I've, I've seen you do so many things for other people as well and I think we're a lot alike in, in certain ways and things that we do. We've been through the process and you're right, you just have to go through it. You you have to keep moving forward, you have to keep going, you have to keep working through it. and you can only do that if you're working on yourself. So I'm glad you, you did. I'm glad you have been, and I'm glad that you continue to do that.
1: The next question that we would like to ask is how is your knowledge or involvement of mental health and mental illness different than maybe when you were growing up? Um, I know that things are changing, um, in our society and mental health is becoming more of a conversation and we're starting to break down that stigma, but I know that in the past, it hasn't always been that way and it's been a taboo topic. So what what was that like for you growing up and how, how is that different now?
2: You know, the great strides that we've seen and I even get mad at myself for checking myself. Like I just had talked about with um, things that I get mad that I'm mad about when it comes to saying the word, you know, therapist and, and not talking as openly about it or you know I will say that uh yeah Wednesdays I have my uh you know shrink appointment but there's no shame in that it's like it's only gonna be a good thing it's not like you're going and it's the work is is a constant I think you know and so uh brain health and mental health uh really just so needs to and really really be looked at in a way that like how can we not just look at it in a sense of it being that and so um i think we're getting there and that we are there but even myself like really really meditating and being on that where it's just like no i i want to be able to post or say hey i'm uh i'm out to eat after my uh you know mental therapy appointment and it not be like uh and, of course, people are, are caring because they want to know, are you okay? But also, it's, yeah, that's just my Wednesday appointment, you know? Right. get your hair cut, you go to the doctor, you do this, and then you go to your shrink. You know, and so um, I, I think the difference is uh, where I I get frustrated, and this is my attachment to how I think others should be, is there still is such uh, a thought. There are people st- who still will say, no, I, I, don't, I don't need that. And that's great if you don't. Like that's my thing. Is my new, my new passion has been, uh, whatever works for you. And this is the one thing. Uh, is great. Whatever works for you is amazing. Whatever works for others, but just don't diss somebody else's whatever's working for them. And so that's my biggest thing and my biggest passion part is, um, we need to be open about it. And then also just so open to here's what's worked for me and what's worked for others.
0: I know you've already kind of touched it a little bit, but I, I got a question. I know you talked about helping others and you talked about, you know, meditation a little bit and those kinds of things, but do you have any other coping strategies, things that, uh, possibly that you've, you you use that help yourself? And maybe that you possibly, you know, give as advice for other people to use
2: i do think like really to when we talk about like checking our own mind or doing the work i honestly think that if we really just take the time and it doesn't have to be this whole like uh crazy journey sometimes it could be just honestly a thought experiment as i call it of just going there and empathizing or having cherishing for others where you just really have your mind go to if you listen to one of the previous podcasts of this podcast and just honestly open your empathy for others in a way that you just genuinely have positive intent and knowing that people are not the way they are because they want to be that way people are not acting the way they are because they want to act like that and that um, passion and anger exist together and so i do think part of my coping and all of this is me telling me to do all this. I have none of the answers as far as Sweet any of this being, uh, this is all me having to rinse and repeat. None of this is like, well, I did it. I'm fixed. <laughs> it never this ends. Is, this is, no. yeah, so it never this is ends. all like, uh, well, there was my journey and I'm better. It's all just, okay, rinse and repeat. Um, to just be so open-minded into the thought experiments of just maybe getting into a podcast or a philosophy or a open-mindedness idea of being able to be self-aware. And And I I really think to find a space to do that, and and even when I'm a million percent right on something, I'm still open to 70% of going, I'm totally wrong on it. And I just wish we could all sort of do that, you know? And so that's my coping is I get so attached to like, "Ah, you know everybody should be at this thing or this should be this, you know, just really...
0: It really is different for yeah. everybody. And, and I think that that's great advice too, rinse and repeat. Yeah, Because people think once they've done something, that should solve it and everything should be fixed. And that's just not it. Coping skills are exactly that. Yeah. There's something that works for you and you get through your hard time. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with repeating it and going back and doing it again if you end up in that situation again. And that's something that we really need to learn to remember. Is that if you do have a coping skill that does work, repeat it yeah. if you end up back there again.
2: I'll even go through, not to say go through QPR training or some of those again, but uh, it doesn't hurt. Now, if I'm taking a spot or if it's costing money, I want to make sure with, you know. I'll make you pay. <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> I, know, I know. But that's the thing is like, I, I just, I, I despise anything where you go, ah, I already know this. I, you know, just to be open to or also go, um, or let's relearn, or, boy, I've forgotten most of the things, you know. And so it's just that that coping is just that relearning and, and learning again and, and being open to it. And so, um,
0: Well, anytime you take the trainings, you'll catch something that yeah. you missed the time before anyway. Yeah. And like you said, it's always good to have those refreshers, and that's why we offer them. And we don't mind seeing the same people over yeah. and over.
1: So we've talked about this a little bit before, but... Social media these days is a big deal for a lot, most people, and there can be a lot of negativity, a lot of things on social media that you'll see that just aren't helpful for your mental health or maybe make you feel a certain type of way. So how would you go about minimizing that negativity or navigating social media and knowing how to do things that are healthy for you on social media and the internet?
2: So I would never tell anyone here's what they should do and here's what you need to do but uh, right now I would tell everyone to listen to this and then um, pause this podcast and write this down but there is a documentary called The Social Dilemma and it should be a mandatory watch for everybody and what it does is it obviously talks to everybody about all the things we once again think we already know about both sides if there's sides to things um, of how uh, the media or how these platforms are really using us as the product and how they are targeting us. How they want to engage us with the anger, with the negativity. The only way some of these thriving platforms are even existing anymore is with the hate and the negative. There are dying organizations and you'll see lawsuits out there that literally that's how they're doing it and that's the only way they're doing it. So some of it is just insidious and it's bad. Having said that, the only way I know about some things happening that are good are through those same platforms yeah right so my love hate 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 love is tough for me for me individually uh, it's not a good place to be because um, I will see the good but my passion could sometimes really closely um, after this many years of being passionate can really flip to anger once somebody says um, something that you're doing so positive intent and it's just like they just crap on it. It's so tough and it's so deflating. And how do you not take the good with the bad and the bad with the good? And so my only way is to really disengage with it. And that has to be mostly my way. Now, having said that, um, there's ways to email or call people or have real life conversations or talk. But um, I, I think it is... Um, and I'll flat out say Facebook in general it's just uh, it can be insidious. I think it can be bad. Now having said that as well in our peer support group there are grieving persons who will find uh, solace in a support group that that's what they do. They find a chat room that that's healing for them which is amazing if but you're engaging in the moment. The problem is I think we miss the boat with and even within all of the things we see with studies you're never in the moment unless you're live and if we're Facebook live and going back and forth you're never in the moment ever ever and so um, I I do think it's a a bad place to be and so um, having said that how do we get our message out how do we engage how do we talk so I think watching that documentary The Social Dilemma is just to be aware of it and to just be aware And so um, we're not getting away from it. It's not going anywhere, but it is something that, of course, with all mediums, they always said, well, television's going to work. But this is different. It comes at you and it comes into your space and it comes in a way that is coming at you. Podcasts, you can go visit at your time. You can go to and listen to hopefully when you want to. Um, It's not attacking you. It's not trying to evoke an emotion. Or maybe, or maybe it is. Hopefully, we're- you might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's it's a safer space. I like. To think. Well, I so-
1: agree because I have noticed even with my own mental health and just going through different things, how it can be, um, it can be really negative just to constantly be getting on social media and scrolling. And so I've taken you know tried to limit my time because I do find, it is a great resource. It's a great way to get the message out about mental health or whatever you might be trying to talk about but it it can be it can be dangerous just to have like an unlimited time to just sit and scroll cuz it it just it starts weighing on you so yeah it's definitely important to to limit and and know your boundaries for yourself and know what's what's okay for you and it might not be okay for somebody else so that's really really important yeah i th-
0: i think limits are are definitely appropriate even i you know when when we first lost foster and we started foster's voice social media was so relevant and it it still is today to the success or you know to just getting the word out about foster's voice and the foster's voice st michael's men's club and our support group and the school clubs and just everything that we do uh, but on a personal level, at the same time, you know, I have to take a step back. And I've, I, the last six to eight months, I've really stepped back. So I apologize to everybody out there that I've missed all your birthdays <laughs> and you haven't gotten happy birthdays from me and all that because it was taking up so much time. And, you know, I was living in a box. I was living, you know, on my screen and having a non When you're trying to help people even though everything you do is focused to help people there's still a lot of negativity out there towards what you're trying to do and it's hard not to take it personal especially when that nonprofit is named after your son who is no longer with you here Um, so I I definitely had to take a step back I completely understand that and I would suggest that people do that from time to time it's like you said Jeff it's not going away and it is a part of life. I understand that. But I think it's good to step back every now and then and refocus on the priorities in life and where we're at and that kind of thing. So I think that's great advice.
2: Oh, and, I, and I'm being a total hypocrite because I'll be back on it in a, in a heartbeat <laughs> or two days later I'll be like, let's go. You know, and so it's there's no getting it. It's just, yeah, it's it's just either taking that break or I know and saying boundaries wise um, the settings and things you could do but like I know that I don't have healthy boundaries with it because yeah. you know I'm intertwined with promoting all of the things that sure. you know, we do but then also um, the the personal part of it and you want to be like hey you know my daughter's involved in this and it's like well why do I though have to toot that like is that an ego thing you know so it's just I know it's it's all of those things and you don't have to then make excuse. And I know you're not making excuses sorry if I miss birthdays but like no one's going well he didn't say it Facebook but if they do or they did and I had someone who called me out I'm like well, I can't even be a, a nice person in real life now I'm a jerk on Facebook <laughs> so real talk is like what now I can't yeah, even
1: do that right another yeah. trick is uh just unfollow a lot of the pages that you see a lot of negativity I went through on my Instagram not too long ago and just followed like 50 cat pages
0: uh-huh. of just
1: like cat photos it's great because then my timeline is not full of negativity it's just just cat photos what? Oh, you I thought it's you, great. That, that,
0: that would that would drive me crazy. And I oh, like cats. That's
1: fantastic. But
0: the, the the cats would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have one final question before we wrap up here. And this is gonna be solely for you, Jeff. And this is a time for you to say whatever you would like to say. And it's one last chance for you. On this episode, because I'm positive we'll have you back again another time. But what's one last thing if you, you would like to share with all of our listeners out there? All three of them, <laughs> including, <laughs> including yourself.
2: You know, I, I just would like to say with all of this, uh, and this is me talking to me most of all even, is to, to not overthink it, to just assume positive intent. You know, we're coming out of, not even coming out of, I don't know if we're in or out of, you know, what, a a global frickin' pandemic. We are coming out of a time where things, and I don't even know how things are even political that are shouldn't be. And you shouldn't have had to have lost someone to suicide or mental health or anything to know that we're all just walking each other home. Mm -hmm. We're all just here for one another. And so the minute um there is no they or them or those or the others it is just community and so when the world gets too big and things just seem too uh, crazy uh, make it small and volunteer and and that's what i did back in like 016 and started just a neighborhood association did that and that started to grow and and that grew into something really neat and positive and it doesn't come down to caring at that point who's on this side or that. There's no sides, you know. And uh, we are so all in this together. And if anyone had to teach us that, whether it's a lost loved one or whatever needs to get that message across, um, we're just in this <laughs> together. And that would be my that would be my message. Is that when your mind's playing tricks on you, which mine do all the time, um, we're just all in this together and so my hope would be uh, the best thing that that you could do ever is, is work on yourself and care for yourself. The best thing I could do is work on myself and care for myself but we're also going to care for each other as much as we can and I know there are people who are suffering and hurting and if if they can come to us or the helpers or whoever can um, please do and and we'll get you there Um, and we're all just in it together and we really are and um, nobody wants to be the way they are if they are being not in a good place and uh, that that would be my message and then the only one other one was and this is my mantra and I'm gonna give this to you guys to hang up but it's worth, uh, just because I do like quotes and things, but this is what I try to live off of. It goes uh, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived this is to have succeeded and that's something I want not only you guys to know but also when we think of our loved ones who have gone um, that is success if we have made one life breathe easier Um, and uh, I, I think that's, if, if I could live a little bit by that, um, that's that's all it is.
0: I think that is an amazing goal. And I think that's exactly what we, we try to do. Um, and I thank you for that. And we're, we're going to leave that right here. And we're going to remember that for every podcast that we do. Ashlyn, do you have any final words for everybody out there?
1: I just thank you, Jeff, for coming. This is really a treat. It's really always a exciting to get to talk to you and but yeah it's I'm excited that we're still rolling on the podcast and getting some episodes out there and excited for what's to come
0: I am too it should be uh, a lot of fun moving forward we're continuing to put together more episodes uh, to get out to you guys um, look for us uh, every every couple weeks uh, bi-weekly we'll be dropping some new episodes a huge thank you to Jeff uh Brother, you know I love you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing with us what I know is such a tough story. It's never easy talking about the hardest days of your life, but we continue to do it uh, day in and day out in the hopes of helping someone else. And I'm forever thankful for all the work that you do for taking the time with us here today. And for everybody out there who is listening... We do this for you. We do it so that you understand that there are people out there who have been through what you have been through, who are going through what you are going through, and that you're not alone, and that every day we are out here battling, we are out here every day fighting for you, and that we won't quit. So as always, I'm Kevin Atwood. I'm with Ashlyn Bates saying thank you to Jeff Banks. Until the next episode of United Voices, a podcast brought to you by the people at Foster's Voice, we thank you for listening, and everybody have a great couple weeks. And don't forget, I love you.